0: i'm brianna i'm sarah and we are the The squad squad ghouls (laughs) just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things
1: special guest star peanut she's like yes with her judgy face (laughs) what are you guys doing mom why is it so cold in here she's judging real hard oh yeah (laughs) i did a video call with my mom on wednesday to check in and see how she's doing and uh I she showed me her dog, so I said, "Oh, hi Rosie, girl!" And you should have seen the fucking shade coming from Peanut. Like, how dare you say hello to another dog via video chat?
0: Like, the audacity! Our dogs get so jealous when you talk about this. somebody, somebody oh, else other than them. My goodness, <laughs> Pearl is worse. There is only me. <laughs> well, I have a joke for you. Okay all right what should you give a pumpkin who can't quit smoking i don't know a pumpkin patch
1: (laughs) that's cute
0: all the cheesy jokes that one's cute
1: i have one for you as well ready i feel weird saying i have one for you as well because i feel like we're on episode 84 you know what's coming i know everybody knows now what we're going to do at the beginning here's my episode 84 joke (laughs) to qualify us as a comedy podcast there we go (laughs) uh why did the vampire puke after biting taylor swift i don't know why she had bad blood And now that will be stuck in everyone's head for the rest (laughs) of the day. You're welcome.
0: Everybody is going to start singing the song and think about the joke.
1: (laughs) And be real mad at me. Which is fine. It's fine. Yep. (laughs)
0: It's a catchy song. It is. Um, Are we ready to get into some ghouls news? Yes.
1: Ghouls (gasps) news. Ghouls (laughs) news. Okay. So we have a couple new things in the shop. We have added a hoodie which has our logo on the front and then on the back it says just a couple creepy gals that love creepy things oh love it. and we also have a water bottle sorry it was only available in one color so that's what we get um and we also have a traveler coffee mug or Yay. tea or whatever hot beverages you want to consume out of it but also
0: you can never have enough traveler mugs Mm-mm.
1: never <laughs> I, I have c- too many yes that's fine (laughs) because when one is out of commission for whatever the reason or one's dirty and you forgot to wash it and you don't feel like washing it before you go to work then you have another one on standby not that that has ever happened to me before
0: no no, on a commute no
1: never (laughs) never 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 right
0: but yeah please go check out our merch yeah man
1: and then we are also as we mentioned usually at the end but we're bumping it up to the beginning we are kitty fx shop brand ambassadors we could not be more happy about yes. it allie is the most wonderful human in the world she's a delight and ridiculously talented yes
0: making all the cute things
1: yes we're uh, are you wearing yours yeah we're yes, wearing our uh, trick-or-treat necklaces uh i am the trick and brie is the treat <laughs> very appropriate <laughs> But you can use uh, our code SquadGhouls for 15% off of your order. Yes. So please check her out
0: on Instagram and uh, Facebook and her shop, uh, kittyfxshop.com. Yeah. But you can also get to it from our website. We have a link on there that you can click and it already adds in the 15% off code for you.
1: Subtle plug. If you go to our website, it helps us with SEO on Google and pushes us to the top of searches. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs)
0: Yay. <laughs> <sighs> oh so we also wanted to talk about some uh current uh indie films that we are watching and yeah. in- hopefully enjoying <laughs> um I, I didn't put it in my notes but the one i just started i don't i guess it's not really like an indie film per se but i started watching um the uh nevers
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: On HBO Max. Yeah. And it's actually really cool. Oh, nice. Some sort of Indie-ish, but <laughs> not really on HBO Max. So um, but a uh, really interesting story. I like it so far. So if you have HBO or HBO Max, check it out.
1: Yeah, D had uh D our friend Daniela recommended that one too.
0: Oh, yes. She's like, you
1: gotta start watching this. It's totally it's, up your alley. She, she
0: was correct, it's really good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, well, the one that I picked is the, and I actually watched it a while ago, um, and a while ago, meaning last year, on Shudder. It is called The Mortuary Collection. It's so good. It is ridiculously good. It is <laughs> so good. a uh, horror anthology... Movie. So it's not like Creep Show where it's, you know, little standalone episodes. It's its own movie. It's got the dude from Shawshank Redemption and Pet Cemetery 2, Clancy Brown. Um, and then it also stars Caitlin Cooster. Mm-hmm. it's really really good um it has a surprise twist at the ending and it's been a long time since i've gotten to the end of a horror film and been surprised and gone oh yeah shit. yeah same yeah but this <laughs> one this one definitely did it was really really good yeah so totally check it out it's on shutter your shutter subscription is only six bucks a month not um, that bad at all no and you can always i think they do a seven day free trial but you can always scour the interwebs and find uh, mm-hmm. better coupons and such. So. Some
0: different codes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, moving on to our booze news.
1: Yeah. <laughs> booze booze news, news, booze news. Okay, so author Rob York, a.k.a. R.H. Grimley, is paying tribute to R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series with Frightland. Oh, yay. It looks so cute. <laughs> I do not care that I am no longer a middle school aged woman. It doesn't matter. I do not care. I am so going to read this. So this is a 12 book middle grade series that's now being funded on Kickstarter. Oh, that's cool. So... Um, uh, Grimley had explained, I'm a dad and an author who grew up, as I'm sure you did, with books like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and Goosebumps, and I want to pass my love of reading on to kids in the iPhone era. I have a scary series aimed at reader- readers age 8 to 11, written as an homage to the books I enjoyed as a kid, which is now on Kickstarter. That's amazing. I do not care that I am way far past 11
0: (laughs) they're still fun to read i would read them all over again oh hell yeah
1: (laughs) um so definitely keep an eye out for frightland i'm super excited there was um some concept art that was listed on bloody disgusting that actually looked super cool so i'm really excited for this that's amazing yeah (laughs) and then our dear friends at netflix (laughs) are and i'm hoping that they deliver (laughs) are promising brand new original movies every single week for the whole summer. I don't know why I clapped my hands like that, but I did. (laughs) Uh, And this morning, they have actually released a preview video spotlighting some of these upcoming movies and included our Zack Snyder's zombie movie, Army of the Dead, and the adaptation of R.L. Stein's. Fear Street books. Oh, can't wait for that. Yes, and there's actually footage from both of those projects that's listed.
0: Ooh, nice. I okay. Know. I have to go check it out. I haven't S- seen it yet. Super
1: excited. <laughs> so there are actually three Fear Street movies in total. And these are being Thanks, Peanut, for <laughs> shaking your call. Come here, Peanut. I <laughs> Come got here, the jingle, <laughs> jingle jingle jingle. Come on, doggy. Oh. You're such a spiteful creature. Oh, I love you so much. She says, oh, mom. She's like, thank you. Oh, mom. Okay. Back (laughs) to Fear Street. Okay, Peanut. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I wish there was video of this. (laughs) Amazing. And And the snorting. She snorted into
1: the microphone. Good job, Peanut. Enough. Dang it, dog. She's
0: like, attention. I need your attention. I'll start limping
1: if you don't pay attention to (laughs) them. Okay. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted by (laughs) Grumpy Peanut. So, there are three Fear Street movies in total that are being directed by Lee Janiek, who also did Honeymoon, and they're all being released by Netflix this summer. Peanut, enough! <laughs> <laughs> so, the cast includes uh, names like Jillian Jacobs, Sadie Sink, Kiana Madeira, uh, and Olivia Welch, among nice. several others. So there is actually a—it's like two and a half minutes—that was previewed on Bloody Disgusting as well. So you I'll can go ch- look. Yeah, so you can check out the full thing. So the first one is a uh, little brief synopsis. In 1994, in the aftermath of a brutal tragedy in Shady Side, Ohio, a group of teens discover a series of horrifying <laughs> events that have plagued their own town over many years. That might not be random, and they may be the next victims. <laughs> Ooh. Second movie is going to be way up your alley because you love Sleepaway Camp. Yep. The year is 1978. <laughs> Picture it. 1978. There it is. Camp Nightwing. <laughs> uh, it's divided by campers and counselors who hail from the prosperous town of Sunnyvale and the campers and maintenance staffers from the downtrodden town of Shadyside. So this is like the Riverdale, whatever the other town mm-hmm. is thing but when horrors from their town's shared history come alive they must band together to solve a terrifying mystery before it's too late and then the third one is set in the year 1666 love that and a colonial town is gripped by a hysterical witch hunt that has deadly consequences for centuries to come Uh and it's up to teenagers in 1994 to try and finally put an end to their town's curse before it's too late Ooh, these sound really good. I know! <laughs> I have high hopes. Netflix, you better deliver. I'm excited i know it's gonna be good
0: <laughs> well fresh off winning two academy awards for nomadland uh chloe zhao is soon headed into the world of horror with a new take on bram stoker's dracula for universal pictures
1: what happened to karen kusama's it's still happening okay
0: <laughs> and i'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna mean, how i how many movies are we getting i i know
0: <laughs> well so this one the the one that chloe Zhao is doing this is pretty much continuing you know universals post dark universe
1: oh so are they bringing it back
0: yes so this this dracula is going to that unfortunately the the karen kusama that one's still going um but it you know Basically, Universal didn't attach themselves to it. So it's just going to be for Blumhouse.
1: Oh, so one is for Blumhouse. One Dracula is Blumhouse. One is Universal. Yes. Got it.
0: Yes. Yeah, so she is taking it on.
1: I'm here for all the female ladies that want to do Dracula movies. <laughs> I know. Movies.
0: And hopefully one or both will be really good. And I mean, and coming off of Nomadland, it was a very strange movie, um, but it was good. And she won for... Uh, it was best best motion picture of the year and best achievement in directing so she is
1: she's the first woman of color to win and only the second woman ever to win best director yeah it's It's, 2021 i know (laughs) we're getting there next thing you know we'll want the vote i know right
0: (laughs) we're getting there we're moving up but um yeah so it's kind of bringing back into the uh, universal dark universe so we'll see what happens I'm I'm excited to see where she'll go with it, but also really excited for uh, Karen Kusama too because I think that's Love gonna be me good.
1: Some Karen Kusama.
0: Yes, <laughs> Jennifer's body, um, <laughs> so campy but also wonderfully. But great. Yeah, super great. <laughs> and uh, so some movie release uh, news. So Escape Room Two has now a. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've seen the first one. Nope. (laughs) Okay, I did. I mean, when it came out, like, on TV.
1: It seems like it's it's basically that movie. Was it... No, it's not Sphere. Cube. 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 Yes. Basically. Okay. Basically. Then I've seen it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen... Adam Robitel's first one, but there's a second one coming out, and it now has a brand new release date. So, they had planned to release the sequel in theaters on uh, January 7th, 2022, but the film has now been pushed all the way up. Well, it's coming up now. So, July 16th, 2021. Oh, I dig it. So, get some spooky stuff. I mean, the first one wasn't, like, scary. It was just... Like if you went into like a real escape room basically that's like oh, the whole movie. Oh got it. Yeah. And so people like and people cube. died. Oh, <laughs> and so it's
1: totally the cube.
0: Yeah. Got it. Basically. <laughs> um but the escape room stars Logan Miller, Taylor Russell, they're and they're going to be returning uh, for the sequel. And then we have Isabel Furman from Orphan. Uh, Holland Roden. She's so good. Yeah. She's so good in Orphan. So like now I kind of want to see it because she's in it. Oh, that might change my mind. Just because I'm like, she's so creepy. Yes. (laughs) And I love it. Um, And then Holland Roden from Channel Zero, Butcher's Block. India Moore from Pose. Oh, I love that. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> um, uh, Thomas uh Cockerell from the One Hundred and Carlito Olivero from East Los High East Los High, excuse me. Um so basically the franchise follows strangers who find themselves in a maze of deadly rooms forced to work together and use their wits to find the clues and escape or dot 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 die.
1: <laughs> They're
0: probably gonna die. Yeah, you know one or two might live
1: sacrifices must be made (laughs) so continuing on our new year who giving you new small businesses to shop with and support uh the first one that well the one i picked is ghost cover Ooh. And that is just the name Ghost Cover. Nice. Um, so this is an Etsy store and it's actually where I got my super fun Pennywise case that I like. Oh. It's got like cartoon Pennywise on it in different forms. I should um, give the caveat of the one that I have is 2017 Pennywise, 2017 and 2019 Pennywise, not Tim Curry. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The maybe <laughs> Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, not Tim Curry. But it's super fun. It has a little like beep pritchy on it and... <laughs> all that business i really love it it's my freaking favorite phone case i've ever owned um but ghost cover actually has everything anything and everything they have some quote-unquote normal boo uh cases but they also have aliens dinosaurs freddy jason all kinds of little furry animals the creature and a of other things they also have a big collection of vintage halloween kind of phone cases nice um and being an android user everyone goes after the trendy iphone crowd (laughs) so us green texters need fun phone cases too yeah (laughs) they got your android phone hookup on cute and fun phone cases yeah
0: i mean i know i'm an iphone user but Sometimes I don't even find stuff for my phone unless it's a new one.
1: Yeah, there's just, there's (laughs) no, everybody caters, I almost said craters, everybody (laughs) caters to the iPhone crowd, Yeah, but everyone forgets that there's a whole lot of Android users out there, so. Well, that's good. Support support your local green texters with fun phone cases.
0: Well, the one I want to talk to uh, talk about is monstrous. I don't know if you follow her, but um, I actually follow like a few hashtags um, on Instagram, and you know how the, it just kind of comes up in your feed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she makes little miniatures of spooky movie houses.
1: Aww, that's cute. really cute. She
0: did like the house on evil Street. Mm-hmm. uh elm street amyville horror and the myers house nice um and she's really good you gotta have to you're gonna have to check her out i know you got a rid of a bunch of your spooky stuff but i did there's some really cool things <laughs> <laughs> um but also uh, she creates different little um mini sculptures uh by hand and uh she also does prints and little pins and she will also work um on uh, commission as well so you can ask her to make you certain things if you if you would like
1: oh so yeah
0: please check out monstrous so it's
1: m-o-n-s-t-r-e-s-s-s so she's basically a real life alec baldwin from beetlejuice basically yeah exactly that got it
0: yeah really good but yeah on instagram and then she has the big cartel store
1: groovy yeah woohoo
0: well today we figured since we're coming up on mother's day why not talk about all the spooky scary mother day mother's day type movies that we like
1: oh hell yeah <laughs> and we know that there are a ton yeah there's a ton out there no we didn't talk about mommy dearest because I I was I
0: thought about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, we didn't pick "Mommy Dearest" this time, but who knows? If we're around next year, then maybe we'll do another batch of these. But we did not do "Mommy Dearest."
0: Yeah, I I was I thought about it because that's what I call my mom. But anyway, <laughs>
1: continuing on.
0: <laughs> you want to go first? Uh, sure. So the first one I picked, and it's probably one of like my all-time kind of favorite campy horror films and that's serial mom yeah i love this movie <laughs> when i haven't seen it on cable for a while um but i recently watched it on uh, amazon just to kind of watch it even though i've seen it like a million times mm-hmm. um i was 11 when this came out but my mom did take me to go see this in the theaters.
1: Aww. So
0: I don't know how, like, why she thought it was appropriate, but I'm glad she did because I loved it. So
1: just a a little. Oh yeah, like the whole uh, the whole mink stole and uh, oh, yeah. and Kathleen Turner Tourette's yep. episodes may have like ruled that out a little bit, but you know
0: that's fine. Whatever. I mean, she did take me to go see The Shining when I was young, so there's also that. But anyway, just a a quick. A uh, little overview for, for those of you who have not seen Serial Mom. So, Serial Mom uh, came out in 1994, and it's from the brilliant mind of John Waters. And for those of you who don't know who John Waters is, he did a lot of work with Divine.
1: Tracy I, I, Lord. Tracy
0: Lord. I mean, I am I hope that you all have seen the original Hairspray. And Crybaby. Uh, yes, and Crybaby, my other favorite. <laughs> that one is a total hot mess but i love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Super hot mess.
1: Johnny Depp. Baby Johnny Saving Depp. Saving his tears. Baby Baby J- uh Tracy Lords. <laughs> oh man,
0: hatchet face. Anyway, so <laughs> I am a big fan of John Waters. Anyway, so the story follows beverly setfin uh she kind of appears to be like you know the perfect housewife living with her husband who's a dentist and they have two teenage children misty and chip and they're in the suburbs of baltimore
1: oh and fucking ricky lake man yep
0: (laughs) yep a little baby matthew lillard (laughs) anyway so however she's secretly a serial killer (laughs) Mm-hmm. it's the best and she just kind of starts murdering people over like little trivial things such as not rewinding your videotape before returning it to the rental store I mean we've all been <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah for for the young crowd that missed out on, oh yeah like, that's right superstar video and blockbuster god I'm, I'm showing my age real bad you don't know the pain of renting a movie and getting it like at the very end or halfway through mm-hmm. because the person before you didn't rewind it and the store didn't and the store bar didn't do it and even it, though they
0: charge you a fee Yep. When you don't bring it back,
1: rewound. <laughs> well, and it always had the the little sticker on it that said, be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah, well. Mm, nice little trip down memory lane there. Well,
0: if you don't rewind, then you're going to get murdered.
1: Yep, anyway. <laughs> by Kathleen Turner nonetheless. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but so she's, basically, she's finally caught after kind of going on this little murder spree of people doing wrong things. And then she is dubbed the serial mom. And there's this big court case. It's like, you know, a national tv her uh, son and daughter are selling t-shirts <laughs> outside the courthouse oh it's so great but basically she represents herself in court and discredits every single witness to the murders that you know she committed with like her little smart trick questioning and it kind of like deflects off of her and makes them look really bad then she is acquitted of all charges but then right at the end goes back to her ways and Uh, Goes in the court bathroom and kills a juror who is wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Cardinal sin. The end. (laughs) That's like the best part.
1: Cardinal (laughs) sin.
0: But also it's still a rule guys it's still a rule mm-hmm. um but I, I know i've said a little bit who was in it before but we have kathleen turner starring as beverly setfin then sam watterson as eugene ricky lake as misty whatever happened to her she's still around doing what Chillin'. chilling she what chilling? chilling i mean she was on the mass singer yes i watch it i'm sorry
1: oh okay see i didn't know that did
0: you not watch it i mean but that was like two years ago
1: girl you busier than me how do you have time to watch tv because i don't sleep oh <laughs> there's that <laughs>
0: um but and then little baby matthew lillard oh he's so young as chip um this was like his first kind of big role too and then there's also cameos from patty hearse joan rivers tracy lords and suzanne summers what happened to her
1: she's still selling Vitamixes on infomercials i don't know i'm asking oh i don't know i mean she, probably she. she's an infomercial i don't lady, get right? i
0: don't get that far in tv <laughs>
1: oh she used to host i'm aging myself but she used to host that other show on nickelodeon right no oh. that's not her that was the swimmer lady suzanne something or other that was oh, the other suzanne i feel like i know what you're talking about it was the figure it out show yes it, that was another suzanne yeah but she was a an olympic swimmer it, i think also blonde and also blonde yeah y'all need to pick a new name ladies <laughs>
0: seriously suzanne Susie. um anyway so some fun facts so the opening credits claim that the movie is based on a true story but this is actually not the case uh the titles are just the first of the film's um many satires of true crime nice so there's that and the original choice for the lead role was susan sarandon
1: oh yeah she would have been fresh off a dead man walking around this time. yep
0: sure would have but her asking price was too high for such a low budget film um julie andrews was julie andrews was also considered for the role oh
1: she would have been great yeah fucking mary poppins just coming in and killing people for wearing white shoes
0: yeah i know right would have been i actually when i saw that i was like that would have been really cool that would have been amazing like i think i would have loved her i mean i already love her but i would have loved her even more yes if that anyway but yes. we still love you julie <laughs> um, <laughs> um and then so within months of finishing shooting the and the uh prior f- prior to the film's release the oj simpson murder scandal became headline news so that's fun
1: i remember <laughs> Inter- watching that too yep <laughs> Watching that white bronco going down the freeway
0: oh man god i remember my mom like drove nearby it just so she could wave i'm like why why like why is this a thing why why are we waving to a guy that might you know possibly murdered somebody i mean i I know the truth right (laughs) i my my opinion is not we all watch the people
1: versus oj simpson yeah but anyway, mm-hmm.
0: so there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Waters was interviewed about the movie and asked how he cast Kathleen Turner as Beverly. And Waters said that other prominent actresses expressed interest in the part, but angered him by either asking if he could rewrite the script to make Beverly less uh, malevolent or saying that they couldn't sign up for the role without doing a cast reading first. I'm like, I don't think she... It, it would have been good if she was less than what she was.
1: No, it, it was wouldn't have perfect. been it wouldn't have been the awesomely bad camp movie. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: But um, Kathleen Turner uh, made neither of these demands, and she said she would love to play this role. And he immediately casted her.
1: It's like, you're going to make my great. life real easy. Yeah.
0: <sighs> <laughs> but, you know, a funny thing, uh, she remembers that Michael Douglas attempted to talk her out of taking the role.
1: Oh, from uh, Romancing the Stone and yes. Jewel of the Nile? hmm Oh, I totally just aged myself even more, man. <laughs>
0: it's okay i'm older than you so <laughs> so i like i knew exactly what you were talking about I'm like oh
1: i love that movie oh they're so good anyway <laughs> like fun little adventure movies
0: yeah <laughs> and last little fun fact the aspca refused to allow an actual fly to be killed in the opening kitchen scene so the <laughs> art director had to fake
1: a dead fly binks is given the biggest middle finger off of his paw at the aspca he's like i know i kill five flies a day
0: i'm like really they did that i mean i guess they're creatures too because i literally just found out that honey is is not vegan no it is not (laughs) so i get it i get it i guess flies are important too even though they just
1: mess with us in our houses but anyway. But what purposes do flies serve? Their food for other creatures. Not me, but, but they're yeah. their food for other critters. Oh, like yeah. Frogs. Frogs and spiders. Sp- yep. yeah
0: well, I need the spiders to get to work anyway. Dear
1: ASPCA. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs>
1: also change out your commercials. They're terrible. Right. <laughs> Making us cry ourselves to sleep I change the channel. Every time I hear the Sarah McLaughlin song i was gonna say i think peanut should try out ah. <laughs> she just send a picture of her <laughs> can't we show like the happy parts of what happens like i know when they get the medical care they need and when they get adopted to families yeah like, i don't need to see a bunch of sad dogs in the snow because i'm just gonna be pissed at the cameraman for leaving them in the snow there's
0: like the the dog with no legs
1: crying oh girl it's, i can't i can't if you want to cry your eyes out watch that rescue dog show on the Hallmark Channel. If you, i did if you oh god if you can make it through the special needs dog section of that dog show you without crying you have no soul i'm convinced no i <laughs> i had some
0: some tears and then also i was like you know if i won the lottery i could just go get
1: all of them just rescue all the just
0: all guys. of them and they can just all live on this beautiful property just
1: i love that they have all the fun i know the fun categories like best wiggle butt i know and it's so great well i wanted to enter peanut in for best underbite but but the dog that actually won best underbite like (laughs) uh, she can't compete with that
0: usually they're pretty good yeah
1: she can't compete
0: (laughs) i also like when they do the the ugliest dog award Oh, but I know. but I sit there and I'm like, but he but he's kind of cute.
1: They're ugly cute.
0: <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, so a couple of ratings. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it 64. percent That's fair. That's I mean, actually high. I mean, I I don't think it was like bad bad. I don't know. I like camp stuff. I
1: was expecting more like 40.
0: <laughs> Maybe because it's John Waters and it was just expected to be like that
1: they put the john waters filter on the rating yeah they did to make it a little it's they're like a like, curve oh, when you get graded on the curve, <laughs> the curve.
0: <laughs> well and imdb i guess kind of the same is 6.8 out of 10 and then uh metacritic gave it 64 percent so yeah. all kind of that's real nice around that's real nice <laughs> but like i said before like why i love it it's you know it's just one of those movies you just kind of have to watch occasionally not all the time but when it's on I will watch it it's it's one of my favorite of John Waters other than like Hairspray or Crybaby mm-hmm. but um very happy my mom took me to go see it and you know and I'm really happy with uh with what Kathleen Turner you know did with the role And it was very different from her coming you know <laughs> off all the romance romantic type movies so
1: and who framed roger rabbit yes and (laughs) so i'm
0: really i'm really glad that she and one of my favorite parts of that whole movie is when the neighbor is killed with the leg of lamb while she is watching annie (laughs) 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 the best but the camp is you know brilliant and um obviously you can't expect anything less from john waters so check it out if you haven't seen it
1: very true the first movie that i picked is the other oh my god
0: creepy i love this movie me too it's so um, good it's
1: ridiculously good okay so high level here's what it's about we are introduced to a widow and her children who are photosensitive and live on a large property in jersey now this is not new jersey <laughs> over on the other coast. Shout out New Jersey. Um, But this is actually an island that is governed by the UK in the Cotonin Peninsula, post-World War II. So three random servants come to stay at the house and help care for it, as well as the children. And what's made even more creepy by this film is the fact that these kids are photosensitive. So everything that these people do is at night. Um, And all of the curtains are drawn blackout curtains and there's only candlelight. That's how ridiculously sensitive to light these kids are. Um, So things start happening around the house and it seems like some poltergeist activity. The piano plays by itself. There's there are things that are heard. Um, One of the little, the little boy starts talking to people that aren't there. I mean, it's real creepy and it builds this really dark atmosphere really early on. So, As things go on, Grace Stewart, the mother, actually seems like she's kind of becoming unhinged. So she does things like sees her daughter in her communion dress playing in her room but <laughs> the creepiest uh, part. sees the hand out with the marionette i know this is like the whole Oof. iconic scene of the movie and the hand is old so she really quickly goes over there and looks at what she thinks is her little girl and says are right, you know where's my daughter and then the camera cuts to the little girl but it's really an old woman Oof. and the little girl's voice says are you mad i am your daughter and then she attacks her so we start to see that Grace becomes unhinged, but uh, her husband comes back at one point, and then just as quickly as he comes, mysteriously disappears, and as time things progress, we find out that the servants are actually really dead, and they are buried on the property of the house, <laughs> and... Uh, We also find out that the house is actually haunted, but the house is haunted by the servants and this family that's killed that or that was that died. So we find out that obviously mom smothered the two kids with pillows in her grief and then killed herself or took her own life, I should say. And dad died in World War Two and this family all this poltergeist activity that they're seeing is actually the family that's moved into the house trying to figure out what's going on because they're experiencing the same poltergeist activity and they end up leaving and the house goes up for sale again so yeah mega 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 creepy yeah
0: best twist though (laughs) yes
1: so it stars the legendary nicole kidman who needs no introduction she plays Mm -hmm. grace stewart finola flanagan who i also love is mrs mills she is one of she's actually the lead housekeeper christopher eccleston plays charles stewart the husband the two the little girl and the little boy are played by Alakina mann who actually i don't think has done anything since she didn't really have a lot on her imbd oh imdb there we go i always transpose the last two. <laughs> uh, and james bentley And the other two uh, servants are played by Eric Skies and Elaine Cassidy, who is actually a mute. So, a couple of fun facts from this movie. The disease that the children have is a real disease. So, I thought that it was some weird version of porphyria, but it actually is xeroderma pigmentosum. Oh, which is an extreme thing it's an extreme sensitivity to sunlight it is incredibly rare and uh, roughly a thousand people in the world have it that's how rare it is oh wow and there's what are we up to nine billion people in the world yet we gotta be getting close yeah
0: i feel like we're there yeah <laughs> with all the babies that have been born in quarantine
1: <laughs> you know fun fact and uh, before not a lot of babies oh there coming out of quarantine no i read a study uh out of the lancet and mm-hmm. that's said everyone thought that there was going to be this big yeah. baby boom in quarantine but no
0: yeah cuz i kept mentioning it and i'm thinking there's all these babies being born no
1: it's actually <laughs> there's actually a decrease in babies being born i suspect related to the breakup rates that oh, are happening
0: yeah okay
1: and that makes sense. Well, and also, you know, fewer people going out and having accidents. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. <laughs> so, yeah, fun fact no baby boom out of quarantine. Oh, well, nice. I thought there would have been. So, this was actually my first, this movie was my first introduction to post mortem photography, oh. which was so freaking interesting. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen it anywhere else before. So, there's a scene where grace the mom finds an album that contains pictures of people that she thought were sleeping Mm -hmm. but the lead housekeeper mrs mills tells her that they're all dead right and people photographed the deceased in the 19th century and this actually did happen in real life and you can see actually a lot of these at the museum of death in hollywood if you're there Um, i know that the oddities uh, bearded lady vintage and The oddity shop oh, yeah, down on Mongolia, they have it too. Yeah, they've got some stuff too. So, people really did photograph their deceased loved ones. This is very interesting. Yeah, during the late 19th century, most people were photographed laying down as if they were sleeping. Others would be propped up in chairs or posed with favorite objects, such as children with their favorite playthings. That's crazy. That's really
0: creepy. Can you imagine that job? <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) i don't know
0: if i could do that job
1: Um, (laughs) adults with books or newspapers and the main reason that families did so was because that would be the only photograph that they would have of the family members if they didn't if they didn't already have one because photography was a rarity in the 19th century Wow, interesting really interesting i am So, uh, this was actually directed by Alejandro Aminabar and to get the kids all riled up for their different scenes, he would actually play really scary music when they weren't expecting it to try to get genuine reactions out of them. Oh, Nicole Kidman quit during rehearsals at one point because she said that playing Grace gave her nightmares and she, yeah. And she said at one point, I didn't want to make the film because I couldn't even go there emotionally. The house that this movie was filmed at is supposedly on the island of Jersey. It's not. It's actually located in the north of Spain, specifically in the area called Santander. Oh. And the medium was played by Renee Asherton. This was actually her final acting role before she died. Uh, She actually died on Halloween Eve at the ripe young age of 99. Wow. She had a good life. And, yeah, she had a long ass life. We should all be so lucky. And last but not least, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's high profile divorce was finalized the same week that this was released. Good timing. Yep. <laughs> well, and I think this was also their last project that they collaborated on. Oh, okay. Because I think he was a producer. Oh, I think I'll have to go back and make they sure that's that. not an untruth, but I'm pretty sure he was a producer and this was the last thing they collaborated on. Okay.
0: I thought it was that one where it was like the weird, like
1: sex Oh, that was club. the first, that was the last one they acted in together. Okay. All right. Got it. <laughs> um, and then for ratings, this one holds an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, a 74 on Metacritic and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb oh yeah nice and i love this movie because this was the first one that i saw in the theaters when it came out in 2001 that legitimately scared me (laughs) and made me jump yes um (laughs) so it's beautifully filmed it's darker than shit yeah like physically it's darker than shit um the cinema the cinematography is spectacular the whole thing is just the whole area is covered in fog it's really beautifully filmed and this was the first movie that I remember really flipped the script on viewers in terms of plot twists mm-hmm. being you know the husband being dead and we get a little glimpse of what really happened to him because it won't you know the morning after he comes back Nicole Kidman opens up her wardrobe door that's got the mirror on it and it should have reflected him in it sitting on the end of the bed and it, yeah. and he's not there And oh. going,
0: <gasps> so good <Creepy. laughs> I love all the twists and turns of this movie oh
1: yeah <laughs> um so and then obviously the biggest plot twist of all the fact that nicole kim and smothered her children and the servants were dead killed during the tuberculosis outbreak from earlier and buried on the damn property and then there is that whole you know medium <clears throat> taking over the kid thing that was yeah. real creepy Oof. mm-hmm <laughs>
0: this movie really creeped me out oh yeah it was so good i love
1: this movie (laughs) definitely check it out for murderous moms part two yes well the
0: next one i picked was mama i love this movie me too it's so good also i love jessica chastain (laughs) redheads unite i i i just love everything that she does I, i feel like i haven't seen anything that i didn't like I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, too. I was like...
1: Crimson Peak wasn't my favorite.
0: I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I really appreciate, like, how beautiful it was, like, shot, like, some of the, the cinematography and everything. Mm-hmm. I do love that. I'm crazy for that, like, Edwardian, like, wardrobe. <laughs> like, it had some crazy, like, uh, costuming uh, in that movie. But anyway, but I really like this movie um so uh just a quick little overview for people who haven't seen it so after his identical twin brother Jeff loses everything in the 2008 financial crisis some of us like really know some of us what lived that was, through that yeah and really know what that was like <laughs> um he kills his wife and attempts to kill his children um in this cabin in the woods but a little dark spirit does something and protects the kids um but his identical twin brother lucas sends out a search party and this is like five years later they find these uh his children and they survived in the abandoned cabin all alone and you know there's a doctor saying hey you know we'll support you to you know adopt them so you can take care of them and he lives with his girlfriend annabelle played by jessica jastain Jessica Chastain um so yeah they've been living in the woods uh Lily and Victoria have been living in the woods for five years and they're like you know kind of like Mowgli just without like talking
1: little feral children yeah they're like
0: little feral children creepy feral yeah children. like really really creepy especially lily <laughs> she really creeped me out mm-hmm. i couldn't handle it like i think there's a few times i just kind of like jumped every time she would try to say something mm-hmm. like anyway um but they keep mentioning mama who is you know somebody that protected them while they were out there in the woods so they they move in they go home with Lucas and Annabelle and weird things start happening because you know there's the jealous mama you know she starts terrorizing them because she feels like you know she's Annabelle and Lucas are taking her children away from her um well so Annabelle kind of I mean yeah Annabelle digs a little deep And she finds out that um, the mama character, she was in a a convent and they took her baby away. And she was trying to run away with her and her baby. And, and she was going to just, you know, jump off a cliff and have, so that they could be together. And so she jumps off, but doesn't realize that her baby doesn't come with her. So her baby actually uh, lived and um for a minute for a minute for a minute <laughs> but then she dies uh, obviously jumping off the cliff uh so annabelle was able to find the baby's uh remains so she goes and takes the remains and you know tries to kind of put mama to rest and let her know like here's your baby now you guys can be together but that's not good enough and You know she still feels like annabelle is still taking her children away from her and this is the part where i got really kind of (laughs) sad um uh, lily actually ends up yeah going with mama and jumping off the cliff and then they just turn into these beautiful little moths
1: that part was so sad yeah
0: i was like oh (laughs) my heart i know <laughs> i mean and it was nice that victoria like you know she didn't want to go with her she was like no i'm you know creating this bond with annabelle and i want to stay with her but i was like so sad like the little girl she was like no i want to go with mama and be with her and i was like oh. oh
1: it was ridiculously sad
0: <laughs> uh so yeah so she when once lily um goes with her it you know finally she her soul can be at rest and she can be with her baby and uh, it was just so beautifully shot (laughs) i love the part at the end i thought the moths were really beautiful but Mm -hmm. it really got me but the look of mama like terrified me oh yeah uh so starring as i mentioned jessica chastain as annabelle uh i
1: can never say this guy's name
0: (laughs) from game of thrones um nicolaj Coster. Waldau.
1: he was also the husband in the other woman yes
0: i know <laughs> i love that movie. also good when he just like walks through the glass oh love that <laughs> <Yeah>. movie <laughs> um and he plays obviously two parts lucas and jeffrey and then we have uh megan carpentier as victoria morgan McGarry as young victoria isabel nilise as lily and then we have Maya and Sierra Daw as Young Lily. And then Daniel Cash as Dr. Gerald Dreyfus. And Javier Botet as Mama. He's been in a lot. Oh, yeah. He's, he's really cool. So, so, some fun facts. So, Mama's appearance, appearance was inspired by a painting by Amadeo Modigliani. I'd try to practice that. <laughs> and it's actually owned by uh, Andy Muschietti who was the director of this film and this was his directorial debut sorry i didn't mention that before um and fun fact on that also the same visual was used again a few years later as the painting that came to life that terrorized young stan in it chapter one i was like no wonder that painting was so creepy but also oddly familiar Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and so, this is not the first time uh, Javier Botet has played a ghoulish woman, as he previously appeared as the Possessed Patient Zero in Wreck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. I sure did. Yeah, that was also creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, he played the leper in It. hmm <laughs> But he also, interesting fact about him, he has a genetic disorder called Marfan Syndrome, and the symptoms of the disease is what gives him his slender body and really long fingers. So it kind of gives them the look, you know, that they need. But it's cool that he can take that and use it and do something really cool with it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, and Jessica Chastain was the first and only choice for the part of Annabelle. Um, and since the character played um, a bassi- as a bassist, Jessica Chastain actually took guitar lessons so that she could...
1: She looked like she mildly knew what she was doing. Yeah, right. As, as a bass player, can yeah. confirm. I was like, I mean, yeah.
0: I only learned like a little bit. Yeah.
1: She, she, she definitely knew what she was doing. She wasn't just one of the people that's just randomly strumming and then right. p- picking at the, or like moving her fingers down the fretboard in places that don't match. I'm like, come on. You ain't trying.
0: But she, you know, she did a little bit, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, she did good. She, she, you could
1: tell she actually knew what she was doing
0: yeah and according to jessica chastain annabelle's octopus tattoo describes her character so when annabelle found herself caught in a situation she did not like such as the octopus she would take off her tentacles and grow new ones to escape deep yeah i was like oh she really went like full method (laughs) like trying to go into this character but so the curator of the archives in the movie describes a ghost as an emotion bent out of shape barely human condemned to repeat itself this is almost word for word um how the main characters divine uh, define ghosts in the devil's backbone Mm -hmm. crimson peak and both movies were directed by guillermo del Toro del toro the later um also starring jessica chastain if you guys didn't know she's also in crimson peak um del toro provided much of the financing of this film um having read the story by director andy muschietti and was quite keen on supporting his upcoming talents uh so he was really excited to work with him in this movie and i'm glad he did because you can kind of see his little touches in there
1: guillermo del toro is from mexico correct yes and Andy Muschietti is from, or was he born here? I think Andy Muschietti was like, born here. Yeah, but I know he's Italian. I mean Muschietti. Muschietti. It's very mega Italian. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: I keep saying like Muschietti. I'm like, no, it's Muschietti. Oh, it's like Sorry.
1: like Guy Fieri, but everybody Guy says Fieri. But everybody says Guy Fieri. <laughs>
0: us american people yeah it's italian It's fieri fieri um isabel and elise can't really she didn't really uh, speak english so that's why she didn't really give you know she didn't have much dialogue and she was doing more like speaking with her body language
1: really yeah Oh, I thought
0: that was interesting. That's an
1: interesting note. But she did really good. Oh, yeah, she did real good.
0: She creeped the crap out of me, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 63%. Uh, Metacritic, 57 out of 100. And then IMDb, 6.2 out of 10.
1: It's weird that Serial Mom did better than this one on ratings.
0: I was actually also surprised by that. Because I... I mean, I, I love Serial Mom, but... I thought this movie was. But I really better. like this movie. Yes. <laughs> this movie is definitely 10 times better for sure. I really like this movie. Yeah, I love the the story and for uh you know Andy Muschietti's uh uh directorial debut. I thought he did a really good job and kind of gave us a, a really good preview of what was to come now that we know you know, it chapter one and chapter two, which I love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I can't really, you know, wait and see what he does next. But, um, and then just like I said, the look of mama like creeped me out. I think I jumped a a few good times in the theater. And I know like that doesn't happen very often, (laughs) but this one really got me like, and all the, just the, the dark imagery, like, I don't know, just kind of made me feel uneasy, even though I'm sitting there enjoying my popcorn while I'm watching this movie. But, um, It was really, um, you know, beautifully shot. There was a couple of parts in there kind of where you could see, you know, a little bit of, you know, Guillermo del Toro's touch in there. uh, Just with the imagery and like, especially with the moths, like, I feel like a lot of that might have kind of been his influence just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I love this movie. Totally creeped me out. I will watch it whenever it's on. And I don't know, it's always the kids. It <laughs> it's is. It's always the kids that get you. Well, you mentioned
1: you mentioned the devil's backbone, and that's another one that mm-hmm. everybody needs to watch. Yes. Get over the subtitles. Just stay off your phone and you know, watch it. The subtitles it. isn't that bad. No, and also I feel like there are a lot of places that where you can get movies and um put the overdub on. Oh yeah. So if it really bothers mm-hmm. you that much, like you really cannot read your movie, then just put the overdub <laughs> it's right <not> that bad. <laughs> but yeah devil's backbones a great one
0: yeah really really good but yeah that was my next
1: choice so the movie. <laughs> it would not be a m- a movie or an an episode about horror and moms and movies if we didn't talk about psycho <laughs>
0: <laughs> a mother's love a horror tale <laughs> oh yeah
1: um so just quick overview if you haven't seen it you have probably lived under a rock since 1960 um you need to rectify the situation yes. right now because it's a classic so this follows the story of a young woman named marion crane who is in love with her broke ass boyfriend sam <laughs> who pays way too much money in alimony way and too much they want to get married but he's too much in debt so like i know that i've said this before every woman's favorite type is red flags but this is also a big red flag if your boyfriend is broke as shit and has too much <laughs> debt you probably should run and not just boyfriend i mean anybody yeah run Um, so Marion decides to steal a large sum of money from her employer that she was supposed to deposit for a customer at the bank, but she ends up driving to her boyfriend's house to run away. So on the way, she's actually ends up evading cops. She has to switch out her car and, uh, she ends up stumbling upon the Bates Motel that she's forced to stop at overnight due to rain. So, she then meets Norman, the hotel's caretaker, who (laughs) offers to get her some dinner with sandwiches, and she starts to hear the voice of his mother, Norma, up at this (laughs) old gothic mansion that's just on the hill behind the motel. So, they then start to... Converse and she learns a little more about him and learns that his mother's very controlling. And she ends up going to her room for the night. And as we all know, she is murdered in that infamous shower scene. Whee, 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 yep. whee. My favorite soundtrack for Binks as he's dropping his white mice in the water bowl to drown them. So then a her employer hires a private investigator after Marion doesn't show up for work and the money is discovered to be missing. They hire a private investigator named Arbogast to track down the money. And uh, Marion's sister Lila uh, or Lila tracks down her boyfriend Sam to find out what happened. So they then meet the P.I. and they go to the mansion. They follow him to the hotel. And while they're in the mansion, they discover Norma Bates's mummified corpse in the basement. And they discover that Norman had murdered her and her boyfriend years prior. And in the time since she has been dead, he has murdered two other women. So, at the very end of the film, we hear Norma's voice in monologue over Norman's very creepy smile, and it is very clear that she has fully taken over his yep. body. Yep. And then we see Marion's car being removed from the lake on the property. Oh, so good. So, yep. So, this one stars Anthony Perkins as Norman, uh, Janet Lee, aka Mama Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. as Marion Crane vera miles as leela crane and john gavin plays the boyfriend sam loomis martin balsam plays private investigator abogast arbogast so the voice of norma is completely uncredited and it's played by three different women virginia Gregg, or actually Two women, one man. (laughs) Virginia Gregg, Paul Jasmine, and Jeanette Nolan.
0: That's so amazing.
1: Yep. And all three voices were actually used interchangeably, except for the very last monologue, which was performed by Virginia Gregg. Love that. Couple fun facts about this wonderful film. The opening scene of this movie was incredibly risque for the time think about it it's 1960 we're still watching Lucy and Ricky sleeping in their two separate twin (laughs) bed beds in their room so to have an unmarried couple sharing the same bed and she's in a bra in 1960 that's a mega scandal so we (laughs) gotta have a little bit of credit for how taboo it was for Alfred Hitchcock because obviously this was directed by the legendary Alfred Hitchcock we gotta have a little appreciation for how he pushed the envelope there so, one of the things that actually, and you mentioned it with the shower scene, one of the things that makes this movie so unique is the score. Yeah. And not just for the music from the shower scene, but this was actually scored with nothing but stringed instruments. That's so great. There's no piano. There's no percussion. No nothing. It is only stringed instruments, which is very unique for a movie. So, Alfred Hitchcock was so happy with how Bernard Herrmann, the composer's score, turned out that she, he actually doubled his salary to $34,501 in the year 1960. That's a lot of money. Now. Yeah. And Alfred Hitchcock actually was quoted later as saying 33% of the effect of Psycho was due to the music. That's one third for those of you that don't know what that (laughs) percentage works out to. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. Um, So when the cast and crew started to work on the first day, they actually had to raise their right hands and promise not to divulge one word of the story. And Alfred Hitchcock actually withheld the ending part of the script from the cast until he needed to shoot it. Oh, love that. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I yeah, I didn't it. know
0: either. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And Alfred Hitchcock actually originally envisioned the sh- the shower scene as being completely silent. But Bernard Herrmann went ahead and scored it anyway. If that with that infamous <laughs> and upon hearing that, Alfred Hitchcock immediately changed his mind. Like, nope, that's it yeah
0: i'm glad he didn't take that out Mm -hmm.
1: uh two more fun facts about that shower scene because that's the part everybody remembers So this has to do with specifically how they filmed it. So for a shot looking up into the water stream of the shower head, Hitchcock actually had a six foot diameter shower head made up and blocked the central jets so that the water sprayed in a cone past the camera lens without any water spraying directly at it. Six foot diameter (laughs) shower head. That is longer in diameter than I am tall. Yeah. And I'm fucking tall. I'm five ten. <laughs> That's insane to me. And lastly on the shower scene, uh Janet Lee was not bothered by the filming of it although seeing it on film really moved her. So she later said that it made her realize how vulnerable a woman was in the shower and to the end of her life, she always took baths.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Yep.
1: And Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee had both said that they did not mind being stereotyped forever because of their participation in the movie. And they said that they would rather be stereotyped and remembered forever for this than to not be remembered at all. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Alfred Hitchcock wanted to make this movie so badly that he deferred his standard $250,000 salary. That was a lot in 1960, Mm -hmm. Um, in lieu of 60% of the movie's gross sales. So Paramount Pictures thought that the movie would flop, and they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, (sighs) man. And his personal earnings from the movie exceeded. 15 million dollars in 1960 (laughs) money so adjusted for inflation up to 2016 because that's all i could find that's 120 million dollars wow freaking movie that's amazing (laughs) yeah and last but not least i did not know that this was actually based on a book oh yes i knew that I did not know that originally, and it was originally inspired by the true story of Ed Gain, Mm -hmm. the serial killer, who was also the inspiration for Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile, That Much I Knew, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, That Much I Knew, and Silence of the Lambs, which I also knew. Yeah. Lots of movies made about good old Ed.
0: Yeah, I mean scary dude mm-hmm.
1: but not the most scary yeah not the most scary i mean albert fish h.h oh. H. holmes i mean albert fish writing to peep writing to the parents of the children that he <laughs> murdered and cannibalized about yeah. eating their body parts that right. is like that, yeah. beyond
0: yeah that's definitely beyond, beyond endgame for sure yeah
1: yeah. between him and h.h H. holmes oh, yeah, and their and... murder hotel like oh god yeah <laughs> where's the movie on that right i'm sure there is one um so a couple ratings rotten tomatoes keeps this at a 96 metacritic has it at 97 i am db and i even put it backwards in my notes because i am dyslexic uh has it at 9.2 out of 10
0: Yep. so that's where it should be
1: yes (laughs) this the reason that i love this movie is it it really does not get any more classic than right exactly um And while this may not be the scariest movie that you'll see today in the movie theaters, we have to remember the time in which this came out. It was like The Exorcist. The Exorcist today may not be scary in comparison to a lot of CGI and other effects that Hollywood can execute in filmmaking, but you have to keep in mind the time in which these came out. And what that meant for not just horror cinema, but popular culture in general. Mm -hmm. These movies freaked out people. And Psycho, by all standards, in 1960 was gory. Seeing the... And granted, it was shot in black and white, and it was done that way on purpose. But seeing the dark blood going down the shower drain, that was considered gory in 1960. You don't have to saw people in half with an electric (laughs) chainsaw to freak people out. And... Being a music nerd, the scoring of this movie is absolute brilliance. I Mm -hmm. mean, for Bernard Herrmann to just do nothing but, you know what? I'm just going to... How about some strings? And that's it. No percussion, no no electric instruments of any sort and obviously it's 1960 but no piano no nothing just nothing but strings it's and perfect yeah the fact that he's able to create that ambiance with just strings and this movie would not have been the same without the score oh, not n- even yeah. close
0: i feel like if he left everything silent i don't think it would have worked
1: no i mean
0: like it would still be for back then definitely scary but i don't think it would have had the same effect definitely not
1: for sure <laughs> And without question Anthony Perkins steals the show in this movie. Oh yeah. He's beyond creepy whether he's eating a fucking sandwich with <laughs> with with Janet Lee or and talking about his mom or to the very end scene when he's finally locked up and she's completely taken over, he just is the epitome of creepiness. Yeah. And I can't think of anyone else that would have better embodied the tormented role of norman bates than no, I, I, I can't either
0: no, i mean i don't great. know who else might have auditioned for the role but yeah it's definitely a perfect choice for sure yes
1: <laughs> and if you don't do this when you travel you should pre-covid i had to travel a lot for work you don't just <laughs> lock your door with the deadbolt no. you also lock your door with that little hook that's on the top because i am still to this day uncomfortable taking Mm. showers in hotel rooms so there's and it's not even the chain it's legitimately like the little lever hook you just put it over there
0: you do that every time
1: yep because if there's a creep that works at your hotel they can get into your room with a key with an electronic key so deadbolt is not your friend you need to also latch it at the top yep and psycho is the reason that i do that
0: <laughs> lots of uh, lessons to get from this movie oh yeah oh <laughs> uh, it's so great it's one of my favorites uh from alfred hitchcock yeah. and i love watching it every time
1: <laughs> yeah it's
0: so great even when we went uh and watched that synespia oh
1: we didn't see Psycho. Oh, wait. oh we, we saw, didn't see Psycho. I'm sorry. But you are correct. We did see another Hitchcock movie. Sorry, I don't know why in my mind Psycho was there, but we did. but you aren't you aren't wrong. We did see another Hitchcock movie. We saw Rear Window. Uh, rear Window. And okay. the cool part about that is that Alfred Hitchcock's grave is right behind you. Yes. That and that was gonna say that too. That's so great. Yeah. But yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Watch out for <laughs> watch out for killer moms. I know. <laughs>
0: and and don't wear uh white shoes after labor day oh god help you rewind your VHSs,
1: should you still
0: have them be careful of feral children that you find in the forest yep <laughs> lots of lessons to be learned today indeed but yeah happy mother's day happy to your mother's moms day. yep and to people who just have fur
1: babies yep we're moms too Yep, <laughs> it counts right Yep. <laughs> but that's it yep uh don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts be sure to like and subscribe as well so that you can get caught up on all of the latest episodes that come out yes and follow us on instagram and like us on facebook
0: yes and don't forget we're brand ambassadors for kitty fx shop so please check them out uh we have the link on our website uh squadghouls.com and once you click that link it'll put the our code which will give you 15 percent off on your purchase and also please check them out on instagram as well
1: yes and if you have anything that you would like us to cover or ideas for a show, or if you have a spooky story to share with us, you can email us at ghouls at gmail.com or you can fill out the little contact form on our website and we will gladly read them on air. We love your creepy stories. Yes, So please. That it's not just us sharing them. Yeah, please share with us.
0: Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> Creep it real.
0: And we'll scare you later.
1: Bye. Bye.